a Desmore Media podcast production. You are listening to the Desmore Chats with Podcast, a podcast show helping you to feel good about yourself from within. I'm your host, Desmore Samios. I'm a podcaster, public speaking coach, and motivational speaker. To get to know me a little bit better, head to www.desmoremedia.com. I hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Our podcast topic today, how to feel good about your wardrobe. Christy says she has spent most of her 20s feeling bland and invisible and didn't know how to change things up. Then she discovered a clear and accurate theory. Anyone can learn how to understand their own style and really own it. Learning this theory changed her life in more ways than one. It opened up a whole world of style that felt comfortable because it was based on her own lifestyle, personality, physical characteristics, and resulted in a newfound inner and outer confidence. Welcome, Christy, to the Desmo Chats with Podcast. So how did you discover your love for helping your clients feel good about their style? Well, it was actually through personal experience um, myself, but it's just when I gained the knowledge and understanding that being an image consultant brought to me, I wanted to impart that on people and help them understand that style can be learned. You don't have to be born with it. There is a very clear theory that you can learn in colour analysis and style analysis that you can actually learn it. So don't be put off and think if you weren't born with that gene, you've missed out completely. You can learn that theory. Okay. So share with us your story, just to give our listeners an idea of how you had discovered your style profile. Mm. It's interesting in that I started off as the biggest cynic. I had a very Mm -hmm. dear friend who sought out the colour analysis theory, um, went and had her colours done and was giving all her clothes away. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. She kept saying, I just can't wear these colours. These colours don't suit me. I thought... Well, I said, that's a load of rubbish. You can wear whatever you like and you look great all the time. She said, just promise me you'll just go and have it done okay. um, and you'll see it for yourself. Sure enough, I booked in with two other girlfriends, which was a really lovely, fun experience, I have to say anyway, where it's staring you right there in the face. When you're faced with having a colour that does suit you compared to a colour that does not, it stares you right in the face to the point where you see the dark circles, you say any blemishes, that sort of thing. So right then at that point, I realised I was a cynic and I really shouldn't have been. So from that moment on was the start of my journey and I embraced it fully. I lived by those, that colour swatch that I received, then went on a few years later to go through the style analysis, which is body architecture, style personality, that sort of thing. Um, then realised I want to do this. I want to help other people understand or learn their theory and really understand how to apply it and feel great about themselves. So it was really an interesting process, starting from the biggest cynic, moving to the biggest believer. So did it, did you, I want to know, did you go back to your wardrobe? Did, what, what did you, you do? do. Did, did you throw out some of the colours that you didn't, what happened? Tell we, us. I tried not, obviously clothing's an investment. You spend yeah. a lot of clo- money yeah. on clothes. So they advise you and we do with clients now not to really um, 
throw out everything to leave okay. yourself short, but to understand how to transition those clothes out. Okay. Um, maybe give them away to charity, maybe sell them. But if not, you leave them in your wardrobes. And, and that's what else we work with clients to understand okay. is how to make those clothes work. If they're not the right theory, we give you tips on how to make them work. I think that's an important um, aspect that you just mentioned because some of our listeners might think, oh my gosh, you know, if I go through this process, do I have to throw out all of my stuff and then I'm left broke and, and I can't afford that. But I like that you said that you transition and it doesn't mean you're going to go cold turkey and you're going to throw everything out and you're going to be left broke. It just means that with this newfound awareness, you can transition into your authentic style, which is exciting. Yeah. And from that moment on, when you know your theory, you can make more sensible, um, measured decisions about what you're bringing into your wardrobe. Absolutely. I love that. So tell me, what is the role of an image consultant? It's actually... A really interesting one in that a lot of people understand us to be, and we do sometimes describe ourselves as stylists because that's a common language a lot of people understand, but over and above, a stylist, pure stylist tends to um, incorporate the current trends, fashion, that sort of thing. They're often uh, aligned with a particular store or brand. As an image consultant, it's a uh, globally recognised qualification. You have to do a proper course and be qualified to call yourself an image consultant. Um, And it does teach you the colour style analysis, um, so the theory behind what you're going to impart to your clients. But we go over and above knowing we're on top of the current trends and styles, but we go over and above that in that we work more with the individual, more with their own personal and physical character traits, their personalities, their lifestyles, what they spend their time doing. I love that. Yes. So it's very much client-centred rather than uh, a look or a brand-centred. Can you explain to us, before we go any further with the podcast, what have you seen? Because this is is such an amazing, pivotal part of expression. And as you mentioned, when you find their character, you said so perfectly, their characteristics, what they like, what is suited to them. Can you express a story, a before and after story that you thought, wow, this is why I love 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 what I do just to paint a picture for our listeners I suppose the most um, uh, the most accessible story is my Mm. own Um, I spent pretty much all of my 20s so some might say your golden years or the best years Mm. feeling quite invisible and quite um, I don't like the use of the word but I was mumsy before I was even a mum all right (laughs) Um, and I didn't that was because I didn't know what suits me I didn't have any clue as I said I thought I was one of those people who was born without the style gene I just thought there are those people who get it there are those people who don't I'm one of the ones who don't so this is what I got to work with I didn't know there was actual theory I could learn to teach myself since knowing and implementing that theory I would pretty much say it's changed my life I, in, in, a, in a superficial sense, but also in an inner sense, I'm much like more that. confident um, because I'm putting an image of myself out into the world that is so fundamentally me. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And I'm not being influenced by fashion, by people around me, 
by what people think of me or think of the image I should be. Um, so I am a mum now, wow. but I'd like to think, you know, I'm a pretty cool mum now. <laughs> you, you look like a pretty cool mum. <laughs> that is so incredible that you, you know, style is, for me, in my personal opinion, it's such a beautiful expression mm-hmm. of yourself. And you said it perfectly, when you get to know yourself from within and you feel empowered and you feel that you are enough, you're beautiful as you are and you choose those outfits or wardrobe pieces that just make you feel good. It's it's one of the most beautiful things you could ever gift yourself with. It's just being you through the art of expression Absolutely. with your wardrobe. Absolutely. And I, I think we were chatting briefly beforehand about understanding that uh, our personalities are quite complex. Mm. So much impacts on our current personality and how we develop that understanding how then that you, you can reflect that in your style and be open to change and reassessing mm. and understanding how that will impact on the image you're putting out into the world. It's a really valuable tool, very valuable tool. We were chatting very quickly um, before, and it was interesting because I was speaking about the fabrics that I love now, and I never thought I would love. I used to love more structured pieces, um, and as I delved into the world of really getting to know myself, and I feel this is probably the best age, I feel so confident and comfortable in who I am. And um, I'm loving flowy fabrics, fabrics that don't restrict me, um, fabrics that move. When I'm walking, I like to move so effortlessly. And it's incredible as you get older, maybe this is just me, but there's this beautiful awakening Absolutely. that just happens. And you go, where was I? And this, the process that we take, just lets you reflect that in your style. And so it's really interesting to hear you say, I like flowy fabrics now, I used to like more structured pieces. That could also be a lifestyle. Mm. You live in a warm climate, you're now a mother, so functionality and practicality is really important. So you can actually transition, depending on where you're at in your life, Mm. physically, emotionally, logistically, Mm. that actually does impact on your style. So our theory sort of gives you that knowledge of how to translate that into what you look like and what you put out into the world. I love this. We can speak about this whole day. So let's <laughs> chat about these two components, which is uh, which is extremely important. It's color analysis and style analysis. How do they work? It is a very interesting process, and I, I touched on it a bit in um, explaining my own experience of how I mm. entered into it. You Color analysis is essentially figuring out whether you're warm or cool, Okay. Uh, dark or light, muted or clear. So okay. they're the three elements we test for. Warm or cool means your skin tone. Okay. Um, so whether you've got a warm skin tone or a cool skin tone. Um, the dark or light is literally just how dark or light the colours you are wearing should be. And that's based on um, hair, skin okay. and eyes. Um, as well as, uh, as I said, whether you're muted or clear. So if your characteristics are bright, clear, um, the c- colours you wear should also be. Yeah. If you're a little bit dusty, you've got a bit of texture like curly hair or freckles, then the colours we wear should also be a bit more soft and oh. dusty. So again, it's about really understanding your characteristics and okay. 
you want to complement those, not drown them out. So it's very interesting process. And as I said, it stares you right in the face. I drape clients. So it is a a process of basically draping clients in different um, colours and seeing what the effect on their skin is. And then they end up with a beautiful swatch that they Mm. can take in their bag shopping with them. So they know exactly what colours work for them. Okay, so just... Just a, a quick couple of tips on if you have a warm undertone and you have a cool undertone, because I know the listeners would want to definitely book in with you and spend some time with yeah. you, but they're listening to the podcast in the car on the treadmill, commuting, wherever you are. Um, what what colour scheme would a warm tone more or less gravitate to and what colour scheme would a cool tone more or less grab That's really interesting because our clients, some of our clients have instinctively realised realized over time that they look good in certain colours. Interesting. So generally a warmy, we call them warmies and coolies. Okay, um, yeah. A warmy looks great in autumnal colours. So those mustards and oh, those khakis okay. and there. But the yeah, it's it's quite technical and, okay. and hence you have to do some training, a lot yeah. of training to do it. But we also have clients who are warmings and drape warm, but say, I don't like those colours. Really? So it's a, wow. a an actual um, dislike of their own colour palette. We do find, though, that those clients do eventually, when they realise how great they look in these colours... They actually come to love these colours over time because, of course, we're humans. When you start to wear these colours and people are complimenting you, not just that colour looks great on you, but you look like you've been on holidays. You look so relaxed. When you start to get those compliments, you actually think there's something in this. I'm going to wear these colours more often, even if it's a subconscious reaction. So there are some clients who have just gravitated towards the, the colours that look great on them. But there's some clients who wear colour, and black is a really good example. A lot of people can't wear black. Really? It's a lot too of dark. people can't wear black. Yes. Only people black. with dark features, dark characteristics, dark hair, dark eyes, can wear deep, dark colours. Even I, in my, because yes, I colour my hair, with my natural uh, hair colour, black isn't great on me. It's too dark. It drowns me out. It draws me down. And and it can actually make us look older and tired. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought black was such a universal, the, the little no. black dress, black, no. black, black. Absolutely black. not. So lighter featured people, lighter skin, lighter hair, lighter eyes look better in lighter colours. But grey, navy do the same thing. They... They elongate us, but they don't um, draw us down as much as black would. This is interesting. I'm quite interested to know. So if someone is heading to the shops this afternoon and they're listening to this podcast and they're quite interested just to experiment a little bit with colour. So now they're in the store and they're picking up colour. Do you hold it? Just just to give you an understanding uh, very quickly, this is just a, a brief overview. This is not going in depth. But do you hold it? below your chin the colors we wear near our face are the most important okay so absolutely yes and but i think the biggest tip i would give people is copy what your features are doing if your features are light the colors you wear the best colors for you are going to be medium to light gotcha if our features are medium to dark the best colors for us are medium to dark 
it's it's very simplified to put it like that but I say a thousand times in a consult with a client mimic hair skin eyes mimic hair because skin your hair eyes. when I say mimic hair is it curly is it straight is it shiny is it um, colored has it got lots of different colors in it or is it a block color um, when I talk about skin has your skin got freckles is your skin clear have you got big pores small pores it's those sorts of features we're trying to mimic in the colors we wear for example I'm a cool clear because I have dark hair that is one color I have clear skin no freckles or anything like that I don't have curls my skin's oily so that comes uh, with the clarity of color how dusty or clear a color is so it's as I said it's very technical but the easiest (laughs) the easiest advice I would give as a tip Mimic your hair, skin and eyes. We will just stick to mimic your hair. Yes. <laughs> For the time being, it's quite technical. Um, now let's delve into the importance of understanding your body. I think this is such an important one for our listeners to feel empowered about their body. I feel like the synergy between your body and your style, it's such a sacred one for many. And sometimes the blocker. Um, yeah. unding, understanding how to dress your body shape and when we work with clients it's all about balance and proportion okay this is important absolutely the reason an hourglass is considered the most ideal body shape is not because someone has titled it or labeled it that way it's because it has natural proportion it's even at the top it's the same measurement at the top as it is the bottom the human eye loves balance and proportion so whenever we're working with a client we absolutely are just looking for that balance and proportion. So tips and tricks, and it's literally tricks of the eye. Knowing where lines, seams, um, hems, detailing, knowing where they should all sit to highlight our assets, essentially. So body shape is a really important one. And as I said, so many of our clients get very fixated on size, the size of a garment. we say ignore that when you think about uh, retail outlets how um, inconsistent their sizing is across the board I've noticed that ignore throw out the sizing look at the line and design of a garment and where the detailing is how it's going to sit on your body um, we do work with um, five different body shapes um, but the most common without question our clients will come into a session and say I'm around around without question the most common body shape we measure is a triangle or a rectangle and so a triangle is a body shape smaller at the top yeah larger at the bottom okay we use shapes okay because we are a shape um triangles so smaller at the top than they are at the bottom so the telling feature of whether you're a triangle are you a different size at the top than you are the bottom okay um then or a rectangle which has even measurements so a lot of uh, women start off as a triangle or an hourglass but then become more rectangle after they've had kids so they lose that waist um, the the definition in the waist that they had 